Hi there and welcome to episode 164 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of the Writing Guy, helping smart professionals to find their voice, write human and get the results they want from the words they write. Yesterday um, I came across a, a, an interesting phrase in a book um, uh, that I'm reading called Seed Sounds for Tuning the Chakras. I'm interested in uh, I've started um, meditating and chanting again first thing in the morning. As, um, I just find it a very, I don't know about an easy way, but a, an effective way of warming the voice, obviously, but also uh, generally, generally getting relaxed. And so it sets me up for the day. And then I do my kind of floor exercises, pilates and sit-ups and that kind of stuff. So... Um, but anyway, in, the, in this book, uh, written by somebody called James D'Angelo, it's about, actually, the reason I'm interested in it is, is uh, because it's about, he's a voice healer, James D'Angelo, I think he lives in Gloucester, in the UK, and um, I'm interested in the links that he makes between the voice and sound and language, vowels and consonants and syllables, as a way of achieving some kind of a spiritual transformation or enlightenment or maybe just sheer relaxation. And um, in his introduction, uh, he writes, um, he's talking about the soul. Um, Don't worry, we are going to be talking about writing in a minute, but um, it is linked. So according to Hindu theology, the soul lies between the heart and the throat, or the center point of the soul. Um, It is our inner organ that determines to what extent we are reflecting our divine essence. And then he goes on to say, the purer its nature, the more the soul can guide us into a state of unconditional happiness, where the heart is fully open and the mind quiet. And I've just been playing around and working working over that that phrase um, an open heart and a quiet mind because not only does it sort of resonate with me spiritually but I'm interested in I just sort of um, just this morning actually I was playing around with different uh, sort of different ways of, 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 of recasting that phrase by altering the the adjectives and the the number of syllables in the adjectives and so so what I mean here let, let's take this phrase um, an open heart and a quiet mind so the two nouns are obviously heart and mind and the two adjectives that qualify those nouns are open and quiet um, and I think part of the reason why I, I like the phrase and why that phrase resonates with me, apart from the, the, the kind of the, the desirability of the actual state, um, is that there's a symmetry. And what I mean by that, there's a symmetry between the number of syllables uh, in the adjectives and the, the noun. So open is two syllables and quiet is also two syllables. Now both open and quiet are trochaic words. So what I mean by that, if you if you were listening sort of way back when, um, in uh, when I started this podcast, I talked quite a lot about uh, poetic meter, 
And um, a trochee is two syllables where the first syllable is stressed and the second syllable is unstressed. So both open and quiet are trochaic, and that's spelt T-R-O-C-H-A-I-C uh, from the, the Greek troche. Um, so open, quiet, because we don't say open, do we? Or we don't say quiet. We say quiet and open. So what we've got in that little phrase, an open heart and a quiet mind, obviously each noun, heart and mind, is, is monosyllabic. So we've got a very rudimentary ratio of two syllables in each adjective and one syllable in each noun. And I think that creates a little bit of kind of rudimentary symmetry. And then if we add, just sort of using the power of three, if you like, if we add a third element to that, to that list and create a pattern, because I believe that three is the smallest number with which we can create a pattern, then we could say something like an open heart, you know, I we could say I seek, we seek an open heart, a quiet mind and a peaceful life. So now we've got three adjectives, all three of them are disyllabic, i.e. two syllables, and all three of them are trochaic. Open, quiet, peaceful. Because we don't say peaceful, do we? We say peaceful. The accent or the stress is on the, is on the material, the most meaningful part of the word, which is the word peace. Peaceful. So, you know, we're, we're just extending the symmetry. This two to one ratio. So I seek an open heart, a quiet mind, and a peaceful life. That, to my ear at least, has a little bit of a, a cadence and, and a rhythm to it. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, whatever we're writing about, I think we, we need to be alert to the internal rhythm of our writing. Just to, to, to sort of develop on that, Let's choose monosyllabic adjectives. So we could say, I seek a warm heart, a still mind, and a calm life. It's much simpler, and there's a one-to-one -one ratio in terms of the, the relationship between a monosyllabic adjective and a monosyllabic noun. So the three adjectives are warm, still, and calm, and the three nouns are heart, mind, and life. So it's a simpler, I'm not sure that it's as rhythmic, uh, because there's no variation. Um, so I'll just say that again. I seek a warm heart, a still mind, and a calm life. Now, you know, you could well argue, and I think, you know, it's a strong argument that because we're talking about some very basic elemental spiritual things, maybe a, a simpler, that one-to-one -one ratio in terms of the relationship between the adjectives and the nouns models the message. Uh, that we're being as simple as we possibly can be. Uh, but for me, there's less of, it's less rhythmic than in the two to one ratio. And then, because I'm going to finish in a minute, just aware of time. And then if we take that further and we, we develop um, a three to one ratio, so we use only uh, trisyllabic adjectives, um, which could be unshuttered, undisturbed and contented, so we might say, I seek an unshuttered heart, an undisturbed mind, and a contented life. 
we've got a ratio there in terms of syllables of three to one. And I'm not sure if you agree with me, but I, I find that it's more cumbersome, it's more unwieldy, it's clumsier, and it doesn't have anything like the sort of the, the wave-like rhythm of the two to one. So isn't that, isn't that interesting that just by adding one syllable to each of the adjectives, we completely destroy, uh, we muddy the rhythm. There, there is a sort of rhythm there, but it's, it's not as clear. So I'm going to leave it there for now. We're eight and a half minutes. Um, so that adds a little riff on the importance and the ease with which we can establish, uh, you know, rhythmic writing, a rhythm in our writing uh, by varying the, the ratio of the um, number of syllables in the adjectives in relation to the number of syllables in the nouns. So I hope that's a bit of interest. Uh, the bottom line is be aware of your rhythm and of course the best way of doing that is to read your writing out loud. In fact, part of my, my morning routine now is, is I read poetry out loud. Sometimes it's my own, uh, but more often than not it's something far superior which is you know, somebody else's. Uh, but anyway, I hope that was interesting and I'll see you tomorrow for episode 165. Thanks for listening. Bye now.